Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 132 of the JB Sism Show. In today's episode, we're talking about the topic of pretending to be who we're not. I'm going to be telling you why social media is important and why you can use it to tell your story, to inspire, to educate, encourage, and entertain the people who read your work. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best each and every week here at J.B. Sism. Well, my friends, welcome to today's show. And if this is the first time you're listening, uh, welcome. And this show is designed and dedicated to helping you take your message to the next level by giving you the tools that you need so you can transform lives and reach the world with the message that God has put on your heart. Well, my friends, in the world of social media, we all believe and feel that we have a voice. And, and, and we feel that voice should be heard. But with all the noise and all the screaming, all the political talk, all the cat videos, <laughs> how do you stand out from the crowd? Well, my friends, in today's episode, I want to talk about social media and using our platform to inspire, to educate, encourage, and entertain our readers. Our readers don't want fluff. They desire authenticity, and they want the real you. Our interactions on social media will either make us or break us. Well, my friends, sit back, relax. The show's getting started. My name is Jason Sism, and welcome to my show. And I do say welcome back to the show. It has been two weeks since the last episode. That's kind of been my pattern as of late, not meaning to... Have it go that route, but that is just how life has been going for me lately. So that's okay. You got a new got a new episode two weeks ago. You get a new episode this week. <laughs> uh, well, it is good to be back behind the microphone as always. Uh, it is about uh, 9.30 at night on uh, Tuesday evening. And I've uh, been doing a lot of thinking lately about... A one-day workshop, a one-day seminar that I am doing here in the Twin Cities coming up on March 10th. And this one-day workshop is going to walk you through how to use the writing software Scrivener. And if if you are a, a writer, then you, you have either heard about Scrivener or maybe you already use Scrivener. And if you haven't, that's okay. I encourage encourage you to check it out because it is actually one of the best pieces of writing software uh, out there. And they actually just released Scrivener 3, which I've been playing with for a couple of months now. And I've got to tell you, I am impressed. They they have updated it. It's sleek. It's sexy. It is a good piece of program, good piece of software. And I have just enjoyed um, certainly enjoyed using uh, the new 
Scrivener 3. And and so this this one-day workshop is going to go from about 9 in the morning to about 4 in the afternoon. And I'm going to have some time in there where you can work on it as well. But the goal is to get you up and running on Scrivener so that you can write your book faster uh, than ever before. And uh, I'm not going to really get into a whole lot of that uh, what's going to be included in the seminar uh, right now, but you can go to uh, my website, jbsism.com, jbsism.com forward slash write hyphen now, jbsism.com forward slash write hyphen now, W-R-I-T-E hyphen N-O-W, so write hyphen now. And uh, you can learn more about the one-day workshop. It's $65 for the workshop. Uh, or you can spend $150 and you get a one-hour consulting session uh, with me included. Um, but as well, I'm also going to be giving away one hour of uh, consulting and I'm giving away one uh, subscription to Scrivener. So so I'm excited about that and uh, you're not going to want to miss this. So go to my website, jbcism.com forward slash right hyphen now. It's going to be in the show notes as well. And um, I'm excited. And that is kind of the opening that I wanted to do. I wanted to get that off and going right away here. And if you're not part of my email newsletter, I do encourage you to to check it out. Go to my website again, jbcism.com. And uh, right there in in the banner of the website, you can sign up for my free newsletter. And you're going to get access to all kinds of exciting stuff. You're going to get some free ebooks. You're going to get free stuff every now and then. And then uh, just watch out uh, if you are on my uh, email newsletter. I got some new things that are going to be coming down the pike, and I'm really, really excited. I'm working on some stuff behind the scenes, which is why you're getting less episodes than you normally would because I'm kind of restructuring a lot of things that I'm doing on the website and what I'm doing with email. And uh, so I'm. I'm really excited about everything that is happening. Well, today I really want to dive into social media and using our platform to inspire people uh, and, and using it to encourage. And, you know, of course, if, if you're writing novels, if you're writing uh, kind of in, uh, entertaining books, you know, you're, you're an entertainer as well. But one thing that I've really learned about readers is they don't want a lot of fluff. Uh, they... They don't want uh, you to put on a facade or or masquerade pretending to be somebody that, that you're really not. People really desire authenticity. They want the real you. They want to interact with us on social media, and they want to interact with us in a real and a tangible way. Uh, I'm a part of several different um, online writers groups uh, on, on Facebook and and. Uh, a couple other places as well. Um, but one thing that I found, the majority of writers within these groups are asking a lot of serious questions on how do I be a better writer? How, how do I write my book? How do I get my voice out there? How do I sell more books? And, and one of the common threads that I see creeping in are people who think that they know better than everybody else. People who think that, you know, this is all about me and I am, I, I, I know more than anybody else. And they're, and they're not willing to admit when they're wrong. You know, in fact, uh, I, 
was answering somebody's question uh, yesterday, in fact. They were asking about the, the almighty apostrophe S. And they were asking, you know, do I do an apostrophe following the S or do I put it at, uh, before the S? And and I'm like, well, it, you know, it, 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 it really depends. And, and, and I made a comment and I said, you know, based upon the the name Tess, T-E-S-S, uh, you know, you should really do uh, T-E-S apostrophe. And, and then somebody corrected me and they said, well, you know, I'm not really sure that's accurate. And I'm like, huh. So I went back to my college handbook and I found out that I was in fact wrong. And because uh, it's it's not an awkward version of using Tess, so you know I can say this is Tess's uh, book or Tess's uh, lamp or Tess's phone or car or whatever. And so instead of doing T E S S apostrophe, which is what I thought it was, it turns out I was wrong, and it's supposed to be T E S S apostrophe S. And that's because it's not an awkward way of saying it. So unless it was like Moses, you know, Moses's, you know, it sounds because this is, this is sounds funny. So usually you just have Moses with apostrophe or Jesus with an apostrophe. You know, this is Jesus book, you know, Jesus's book. And, you know, so it, it really depends on how the word is used. It depends on if it's a plural, if it depends on if it's a possessive. You know, there's a lot of things that go into, um, you know, where to put the apostrophe. So I found out I was wrong and I admit that on social media, but I can't tell you how many people that I have come across will not and cannot for the life of me, I don't understand, admit that they're wrong. Now they're, you know, the, you know, these people, I, maybe you know them, you know, they're the loud ones or the condescending ones. Uh, they try to prop themselves up as if they, they know something that you don't. But, you know, most people can see through their bluff and they call them out. And guess what happens? These people, they disappear. They they kind of shrink away into the fray and they they will just remain quiet while everybody's telling them how wrong that they are. Now, I don't think it's always right for everybody to just kind of jump on the bandwagon and, and, you know, rip the poor soul a new one. But often I find writers are very passionate people and they try to put on this facade of, I know better than everybody else. And if you write this way, you're wrong. And if you do it this way, you're wrong. And, uh, you know, if you don't do it the way I do it, then you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. And 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 these people just aren't able to connect on a real and on a tan tangible level. And so, so really, today I want to give you three reasons why I've, I, you know, I think you should stop pretending if you are. Um, or why we as writers or why is we as people um, on social media, even if you're a leader, you're a pastor, or maybe you are a, a business owner, a CEO, you know, why we should stop pretending, stop putting a facade on and really start being the real you. 
on social media. Start being, you know, I need to start being the real me on social media. Let people see me for who I really am and and stop trying to game the system and be somebody that I'm really not. And and that's really what most people do on social media. They try to be the person that they are not. So, here we go. Number 1. It is all about authenticity. It's all about authenticity. Let me ask you this question. How many times, how many times do you scroll through your news feed and all you see are these angry posts? These angry posts that are so political, so vile, that they turn you off and you sometimes don't even want to touch Facebook or Twitter or that social media platform, you don't even want to touch it for a few weeks until everything calms down. And and in light of uh, what what happened in, um, you know, at, at the Parkland School, you know, as tragic as that was, you know, seventeen people lost their lives, and and I've been praying for their families, and and you know, just a horrible tragedy. And you you have people screaming on. On, on every side of the aisle. And it's like all of my Facebook news feed is just filled with verbiage from both sides trying to scream their point mixed in with all of the writers groups that I'm part of asking people asking for help on how to write a scene or or how to write their book. <laughs> and and so it's like, oh my gosh, I kind of scratch my head because it's it's, it's getting too much. And um you know, and it turns you off, you know, too much political talk or too many angry posts or too many, you know, down and out posts, you know, poor is me, woe is me kind of stuff. It really turns you off and it's not uplifting um, and it's not encouraging. And the thing is, people don't want to be vulnerable. They don't like sharing what's happening in their real life. So they, they put on this mask and they like to hide behind their social media smiles, there's the quote-unquote, their social media smiles, in hope that people will click that like button. Now, there's nothing wrong with with wanting to coax a like, coax a, a smile or a wow emoji or, or even you want to get, you know, if you want to get a little saucy, you want to get some of those angry emojis like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really you know, pushing the limits on this one here. <laughs> Um, but people like to put on this mask. They like to hide behind their social media smiles that everything is hunky dory or on the reverse side, they like to hide behind their frowns. Everything is awful in life. And the reality is this. Most people desire authenticity. And I, and I think the more we are able to connect with our readers you know, the people who actually buy our books or read our blogs and follow us on social media, I think the more we are able to connect with them on a personal level, I think the more we're going to be respected and the more that they're going to look at us as somebody who has the authority to say what they're saying. You know, people desire relatable individuals. They desire people who can identify with them where they are at in life. And I think the more relatable we become 
the more people will begin to trust us. And I think and I think when we begin to relate to individuals, we say, here's what's going on in my life, but here's how I'm overcoming it. You know, don't just say, this is the bad that's happening. Turn it around and, and, and use it as a teaching example to say, here's how I'm overcoming, you know, this evil in my life with good. Here's how I'm able to channel what's happening in my daily life into my writing. And, and if you can connect with people and relate with them and identify with where they're at in life, the more relatable you become and the more the people are going to begin to trust you. And the more we begin to let people trust us, the more they're going to open up their hearts and the more we're going to be able to speak into their lives with the truth that God's put on our heart. And especially for me as a pastor, as, as somebody who, who is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, my goal and my desire is to encourage people to go deeper in their walks with Jesus, to help people live out their Christian faith in a very real, very tangible, very God-honoring way. And so everything that I write, everything that I do, my goal is to help spur people on in the admonition of the Lord. And, 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 and I want to use my own personal life as a catalyst to help people understand that. And I think that's where we dive into the second part of what I'm talking about here is, is it is all about the story. So number two is all about the story. Here's the deal. Writers write. It's what we do best. And the number one goal of writing is to tell a compelling story that draws the reader in, that draws them in to our lives draws them in to wanting to turn that next page. And so we should be working our whole life to not only tell a compelling story through the medium of a book or through the medium of a blog post or a podcast like this one, but we should be telling a compelling story through the use of our life. So whether you're writing a book or you're writing a blog post or maybe you're doing working on your next social media post, here, here's what I want you to do. This is a little bit of homework. If you take just one moment and you think about the needs of those you are writing for, listen to this. The more you'll connect with them, on a very real and a very personal level. If we just take a moment and we think about it, think about where your your reader is in their life. What are they struggling with? What, what are they passionate about? If we think about those needs and we think about writing for them and we write a compelling story that's going to spur them on into action, the more we're going to connect with them on that personal level. And and really, it's all about inviting people into your life, inviting people into my life, inviting people into my story. Because when we take a moment and we begin to breathe deep and we allow our story to come, into our mind, 
we can then use that as a catalyst to connect on a personal level with all of our readers. You know, that's what it's all about. It's about investing our time, our energy, our words, our thoughts into the life of our readers. And so if we can breathe life into our stories and we can we can take those stories and use them as a catalyst to connect with those readers, we're going to be further ahead in the game than everybody else. And so so when I write you know, my my engaging social media posts, if I'm not just sharing something that I find interesting, if I'm actually writing something, I think about what I'm writing. I think about what it is I want to say. You know, people desire authenticity. They desire the real me. They don't want that facade. They they want to connect with somebody who is relatable, who is tangible, and, and who's going to encourage them, inspire them, educate, and entertain them. You know, so give them the real you. That's what it's all about. Give them the real you. And so number three is this. So if, if it's if it's all about authenticity, if it's all about your story, then it's all then it has to be all about your reader. So um, a recent post uh, on a Facebook group I belonged to yesterday uh, was very, very condescending. Uh, it told authors, that their work, their writing, their content, uh, that that anything that they're doing, especially the books that they're writing, it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, and, and and here's the real kicker. This is this is great. You're gonna love this. They basically were saying that your reader doesn't care. So stop trying to make the reader care. Now think about that for a second. I mean, that's pretty harsh. It's like, what well, what am I doing all this writing for? What is this all about? Truth to tell, it does matter. It does matter. Your readers matter. Your writing matters. Your reader matters even more. And, and, and the thing is, when we tell a compelling story and we connect with our readers on a personal level, th- something incredible is going to happen. And I think that's why the power of story is so incredible. Because I think the more we tap into our own psyche, the more we tap into our own experiences, the more the reader can identify with what's happening in their own life. And it's about connecting on a personal and a very real, a very authentic level. And that's what people should come to expect from us. They should come to expect from us that that not only are they going to go on this wonderful experience with us, but they're going to find that we are very relatable. They're going to find that that we are just like them. We're not untouchable. We go through problems. We go through trials. We have victories. We have success in life. And that's what people want to tap in with us. They want to realize that we're not fake. You know, I think this is why social media can be so incredibly powerful for us as writers. Um, Because I believe social media can be used to our advantage. You know, tell the story of your life. Allow your readers to get to know you. They don't want to know the fake or the facade you. They want to know the real you. They want to know that you care. They want to know that everything you do matters. You know, 
let your readers know about all of your dreams. You know, what books do you want to write? What what visions and plans do you have for the future? You know, what are your fears? What are you what are you afraid of? You know, what are your failures? You know, what are your successes? You know, invite your readers into your life, invite them into your home, invite them into your family. You know, let your readers see you for who you are. You know, and I think that's that's what we need to give them. And that's what they desire from us. And I think that is going to give you the most powerful way to influence the lives of those around you. And in fact, it's actually going to give you the most power to influence the lives around you. If you are real and authentic, if you encourage, inspire, educate, if you do those, if you do these things and stop masquerading your life on social media, but be vulnerable, be authentic, you know, like I said, encourage, inspire, educate, and entertain the people around you. When you begin to write your next book, they are going to happily reward you with a buy. That's what it's all about, my friends. It's it's not about, you know, saying that readers don't matter. It's not about saying that your work doesn't matter because it does matter. You've already poured your heart and soul into it. Now make it personal. That's what it's about. If you make your work personal, that's what people are going to connect with you about. That's what people are going to want to hear from you. And 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 I I know for a fact. I know for a fact that you're going to give people something to smile about. Because they're going to look at you and they say, yep, I like that guy or I like that gal. So I hope that's encouraging. I, I really wanted today's episode for you to be encouraging. I, You know, I, I, I talk a lot about the mechanics of writing. I talk a lot about the tools that you need. Um, but, but really, you know, sometimes it's good to talk about the, uh, the mindset of writing. And I think if we stop pretending to be who we're not and we use social media to tell our story, the more people are going to connect with us. And, and so I, I hope you were encouraged today because that's what that's what this was all about. It was to encourage you, inspire you, uplift you and take your life to the next level. And, and that's what it's all about. Helping you dive deep into your own psyche, into your own heart and draw from the resources, draw from the well and the depth and the knowledge that God has already put on the deep inside of you. And so drop that bucket down into the well and draw up from the resources of your life and use that as a catalyst to write your stories. And speaking of writing stories, I don't want you to miss out on this one-day seminar on March 10th here in the Twin Cities. It's a live and in-person event uh, just outside of the Twin Cities in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Uh, the cost is $65 for this Scrivener workshop. I'm going to walk you through from writing, you know, walk you through writing your story from a concept of an idea all the way to a published or a manuscript ready to be published. And in fact, I'm going to show you how you can actually publish right from Scrivener without even hiring a typesetter. 
It does it all for you. And so I'm going to walk you through from step one to the final step, step by step, all the way through how to set up your desktop, how to use Scrivener the best way that you can so that by the time you are ready to write your book, everything is already set up for you. All of your templates are there and everything is ready to go for you because everything matters when it comes to writing. And if you can just access all of your information from a click of a button, boy, Scrivener gives you that power, gives you that ability to do that. Access all of your information, all of your research, all of your writing, all of your drafts, all from a click of a button. And it's all right there on your screen. In fact, you can even see your outline. And that is huge. So anyway, check out the seminar at jbsism.com forward slash write hyphen now. jbsism.com forward slash write hyphen now. I'm going to have the link in the show notes as well. And uh, if if you want to find the full show notes, go to jbsism.com forward slash 132. jbsism.com forward slash 132 and check it out there. Well, my friends, thank you for tuning in with me. Thank you for sticking around. This has been fun. I hope you have found it encouraging. And I want you to get out there, grab your pens and papers, and I want you to start writing your book because you have a message that God has given you. All right, my friends. God bless. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.